All right, so I've been trying to record this episode all day, but everything that could have gone wrong has gone wrong. That's not as dramatic as it sounds. But I did go to a festival yesterday, and I just felt wretched all day long. This is one of the reasons why I don't go to festivals. This was my first festival of the summer, and with any luck, it will be the last festival of the summer. Me and festivals have never really got on. I went to my first festival in 1996. It was a one-day event in Warrington. It was V96. Pulp played. It was brilliant. And I just thought, this is what festivals are. Then I went to Glastonbury in 1998. It was the worst weather you could ever possibly imagine. If you read the Old Testament, short of there being a plague of locusts, it was a little bit like that. I remember watching Spiritualized, and it was around the time of their record, Ladies and Gentlemen, We're Floating in Space. And as you're probably aware, that record is a beautiful record. It's almost transcendent in places, and it's not the kind of record that you want to be listening to when you're up to your ankles in mud, and it feels a bit like something is swimming between your toes. That sounds dramatic. It sounds like I'm making that up, but I genuinely believe that there was something swimming between my toes. I went to Glastonbury once thereafter. I think it was about 2007, when you work for the NME. They go every year, they hire a big bus, and you go down there, and you stay in these things called pod pads backstage. They're like little houses, like houses that, like, the, the little houses, I, I, I can't work out the, the, I can't work out the correct language, what's the language, it's not going to get me cancelled, uh, like, the, the, uh, no, I can't work it out, uh, like if you were small, but not like, not like a little person, but just if you were small, like if you, like if you were like a little goblin, if you were a little goblin, you would live in one of the pod pads backstage at Glastonbury, it was, it was that kind of vibe, you know? Which is better than being in a tent and like waking up in a puddle or someone falling over your tent or, you know, there were advantages to it, but it still wasn't enough. And the weather that year was maybe even worse than 1998. Actually, maybe it wasn't worse than 1998. I mean, I've never, I I, I still haven't experienced anything as wretched as the four days that I spent at Glastonbury in 1998. I was supposed to be going to celebrate my A-levels, but I swear that teenagers who'd just been drafted to Vietnam had more fun than I had those four days. I saw some amazing bands, but all of them are tarnished with the memory of of the sheer misery of being wet for four days. Just constantly wet, unable to sit down. It was it was just awful. I mean, to be honest, it ruined my life. Really, my my life was on a pretty good. My life was on a pretty good. I can't say the word. My life was on a pretty good trajectory until that point, but just it sort of ruined it. Glastonbury 98, Glastonbury 1998, it, it ruined my life basically. But I think that 2007, I think it was 2007, I, to be honest, so many things have gone wrong with trying to record this podcast today that I don't want to stop and, and check whether it was 2007, but it was either 2007, 2008, whatever. The weather probably wasn't worse, but it was worse because I had to work. I, I, and, and no one wants to, get, you know, it's one of those things you don't want to moan about going to Glastonbury for free and staying in a little goblin house backstage and making a magazine, watching bands and getting paid for it. I mean, you don't want to moan about that, but it's, it is still a job, just a really good job. But if you say that you worked in a bakery, right? I, I, I don't know. I, I've heard from some of my listeners. I've heard that you do all sorts of jobs, all sorts of interesting things. But say you're a baker. I don't know whether there's any bakers out there, but say you're a baker, right? And you've got to make some bread. You've got to make some bread rolls. And I thank you for your service because I fucking love bread rolls. So you go into the bakery in the morning and in order to get to the machine where you would make the, you would put the yeast in and you would make the bread rolls, you've got to wade through puddles of shit. Just puddles of shit and like, you know, people crying and just like, you don't really know what's in the mud. I mean, look, I've got OCD. I always go on about this. I've got OCD. I'm really funny about wet surfaces and things like that. You don't want to be wading through mud where you just don't know what's in it. What's in it? 
What's in the mud? What's in the mud? Do you ever think about that? Do you ever see some mud and think, what? what's in the mud? What's in the mud? <sighs> anyway, that was that was a pretty wretched experience. I remember being on the enemy bus uh, where we had all our computers set up and we were making a magazine. And it was about four in the morning and we we were trying to work out what was going to be on the cover. Obviously, it was going to be the Arctic Monkeys or whatever, because that you know it was the enemy in 2007. But we were trying to, you know, we were going all around the houses, thinking, oh, maybe it could be, maybe it could be, maybe it could be, but you know, ultimately it was the Arctic Monkeys. Or maybe we even found a way to put Oasis on, even though Oasis weren't playing. But I remember kind of standing there and you know being in the office, and I turned around and Pete Dockett was there, wearing a dressing gown, and he and he, he said, "All right, got any lemons?" And I said, I said, Pete, and I'm sorry, we don't have any lemons. I'd only met Pete Docky once before, when uh, before I before I became a professional music journalist, when I was working at a music venue in in Newcastle, and we put the Libertines on it. They, they, they did like a surprise show, but they they turned up with that instrument. So I lent uh, Carl Barrett with my guitar, and I, I gave him I gave my guitar to him, and then Pete Docky came up and said, "Got any horse?" And I was like, "I, I don't know what that is." But I, I've since learned it was heroin. But I, I didn't have any heroin or a horse to give to Pete Dockey. So they're, they're my only two interactions with Pete Dockey. I, I've written a few things about Pete Dockey over the years. I'm very interested in the Mark Blanco case. I got to know his his, his mum uh, and his sister. I've written about that for The Guardian and for Vice. I don't know whether you know about the Mark Blanco case, but he was a young man who went to a party that Pete Dockey was at and he fell out of a window and... Uh, the investigation said it was an accident but it all seems a bit suspicious and there is a video on youtube of pete doherty running down the road with his girlfriend on his arm and jumping over the prone body of mark blanco on on the ground and i'm not for a second saying that pete doherty had anything to do with it but it doesn't seem like he fell off the balcony it, it seems like there are some unexplained questions that uh, would bring his uh, sister and mother and any other anyone else who cared about Mark Blanco some closure. So anyway, I digress and I'm, I've made it heavy. I don't want to make it heavy. I'm, I'm just trying to tell you about what I got up to last night. So anyway, me and festivals have never really got on. I always used to volunteer to work in the enemy office when everyone else went off to the field after that. I, I went to a few things. I went to Reading. That was quite nice. We could stay in a hotel down the road. I went to Benekasim uh, abroad. That was awful. Uh, it was awful. I, I mean... I mean, I don't want to use the Vietnam analogy again, but it was all—I mean, it was awful. It was awful, awful, because it was like everything above, but it was so hot that you felt like you were melting. You know, the bands go on at like four in the morning because it's just too hot for them to play in the day, and everyone would just like sizzle and fry to a crisp. But you don't want to be watching bands at four in the morning. Four in the morning to be sleeping. Anyway, so I used to work in the office sometimes when everyone else went off to the festival, and I'd be the guy that they would send their copy to and they'd be all you know they'd be off their heads and god knows what and they'd be like this is the best thing i've ever written and i'd have to make it make sense and like it was actually something that you would want to read in a magazine but i didn't mind i could sit at my desk there were some other nice people the designers or the picture editor they'd be in the office too and we'd just have a nice time we'd go down to Marks Spencer's, we'd buy little tubs of chocolate covered marshmallows or whatever it'd be an, it'd be a totally different experience to being in a field but i think it was better the only time it got a little bit airy was there was once that as everyone turned as everyone set off to go to Glastonbury news broke that Michael Jackson had died and I was the only music journalist in London so I was the guy who had to go on all the TV channels and talk about Michael Jackson which was which was great I like Michael Jackson you know the, the music I, I'm 
There's things about Michael Jackson away from the music that I am, I don't know. I, I mean, I know what I think if it's all true, but I don't know what's true, you know? I'm just... But, you know, Driller's good. So I was going on all the TV channels and I was talking about Michael Jackson. I had a little bit of a, a spat with Yuri Geller on BBC News. I feel a bit bad, you know, Yuri Geller was Michael Jackson's friend. He doesn't want to be having a bit of a, you know, scuffle with a music journalist, you know, when his friends died. But, you know, he's Yuri Geller, you know, he stopped vending spoons. And we, we, need, we need spoons. What are you going to use? What are you going to, you know, you, someone makes you some soup or... It's your birthday and you've got to eat a cake and you've got no spoons because Yuri Geller's bent them all. Actually, there was a crazy tweet from Yuri Geller. I don't want to look at what year it was where the weather was so bad at Glastonbury in the noughties, but I need to say this to Yuri Geller tweeted the other day because it was amazing. Oh, this is it. This is it. This is good. Aliens are taking control of WhatsApp and other social media platforms. Mark my words, major collapse soon. Look, I'm, I, I know I've just dissed him for the Spoons thing, but I am bonkers on aliens. I, I'm all in on aliens at the moment, all in on UFOs. In fact, as much as I don't like festivals, I do like conferences about UFOs. I've just booked, I've just booked a ticket to a conference about UFOs in October in Manchester. I'm so excited. I, I'm as excited as I was before my first trip to Glastonbury in 1998. So I will obviously get there and there'll be you know, it'll be the day that aliens invade and they all turn us into burgers and that will ruin alien conferences for me as well. But, you know, I'm at the moment I'm looking forward to it. Yuri Geller, man, he's wild. Someone needs to rein him in. So, so where, where am I? Uh, I? I've told you about Yuri Geller. I've told you about Michael Jackson. I've told you about Mud. I've told you about the little goblin houses. So I went to this festival yesterday and, and to be honest, I just went with my wife. My, my, my wife manages a band called We Are Scientists, Friends of the Podcast. They've we had a really good episode, I can't remember what number, I've just looked up the Yuri Geller thing, I don't want to check this. But you know, scroll back on the feed and there's a really good conversation with We Are Scientists there. But you know, I've got to say that, you know, they help pay my mortgage, so, you know, just, that's my... I'm just putting it out there, you know, I'm just putting it out there, because that's, that's ethical. So we went to a festival called Stand and Call In to see We Are Scientists play and they were really good. Uh, again, my wife manages them, I've got to say that, but they were really good. Uh, there's a song of this called After Hours, which they close with, and it goes, Stay! Won't you stay? And I love that song, it's amazing. Weirdly enough, when they, you know, they were always the band when I was at Enemy in the noughties that you would ring when you wanted to speak to someone who was funny. You know, if there was like a funny feature and you wanted some funny, funny people involved, you would speak to your scientists. And I, I, I kind of like them, but I think they're great. I, I, again, my wife manages them, I've got to say that. But I think they're great. I, I like them a lot more than I did, you know, 17, 18 years ago. But that's, that song after hours, amazing. Stay, will you stay? I'm just, I'm into that. I'm into big emotions. So watching them play, and that was good. And I had some noodles. I think if you're at a festival, noodles is normally the best option. They're a bit garlicky, and I was into it. My wife didn't like her. She had tofu, but... You know, I had this sort of garlic noodle thing. They were good. I've smelled of garlic all day. I think that's why I'm a bit out of sorts. I haven't felt very well all day. But at the time, in the moment, the garlic noodles were a good shout, I think. I don't know whether you've ever been to Standon Calling. It's like a little festival that's in Standon. I don't know where that is, but I know it's near my friend Emma and Matt. But it's about an hour out of London. You know, very small, kind of knows what it is. I mean, literally, with the exception of We Are Scientists, and my wife manages, I just need you to know my wife manages them. With the exception of We Are Scientists, literally nothing you would watch. Just nothing. There was a guy behind me in the crowd when I was watching We Are Scientists, who my wife manages, and he was saying, 
I think today is the best day for music. And I was like, are you fucking high, you maniac? There was nothing to watch yesterday. I accidentally caught a little bit of scouting for girls, which I'm sure they're lovely boys, but nope, that's not my thing. And I saw, I heard a little bit of Anastasia. You remember Anastasia? I'm alone, maybe. You know, no. She did a cover of Sweet Child of Mine, though, and that was good. I mean, she, you know, big... I feel like when you say Anastasia, you need to say big-lunged singer Anastasia. You know, couldn't quantify it, but not not my thing. But I had a good time when we were scientists. We had a bit of an argument backstage about Blur. We talked about conspiracy theories. We talked about UFOs, obviously. You can take me anywhere, and I'll talk about UFOs. They were a little bit sceptical about it for my liking, but, you know, I had a good time. But I do not understand... Of all the things that you could do if you had the money. Because festivals aren't cheap. I, I am going to look up how much Stand and Call is. Give me a second, let me look at this. Actually, I'm completely scooping my argument here. Stand and Call in the weekend ticket is, is about 140 quid. That's not actually that bad. But if you were going to go to Glastonbury, and I believe Glastonbury is about 400 quid. Nah, 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 nah. Why would you, why would you do that? What, like why would you why would you pay four hundred quid for 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 that four hundred quid four hundred quid four hundred quid to be in a field? I used to be in the scouts, right? So I've done all that kind of stuff. I get it. If you weren't in the scouts, I, this stuff is probably a bit of a novelty to you. But I, I was in the scouts, and we went on these jamborees, and you know, they were amazing. But I was young. I was young, and I could do it then. I, 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 could, I could walk for hours, I could climb trees, I could... I'm trying to remember the other things that we did, but I could, I could do all of that stuff then. I loved the outdoors then, but now? Now, I'm 43. I'm 43 and I have OCD. If I get even a, if I get even a little bit tired, just a tiny bit tired, my brain goes crackers. It doesn't work. I start obsessing that people are trying to kill me. I, I can't go. I, I can't go in a field for four days at 43 years old for 400 quid. 400 quid, and that's obviously. I know this is a very 43-year-old thing to say, you know, kind of whatever. Look, if you have, if you're going to a festival this summer, I hope you have a really good time. I, I'm not the kind of person to wish anyone a bad time, you know. And everyone likes different things. Like knock yourself out, but no, 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 no. That's me done for the summer, hopefully. But there were dogs there. There was all these claims. They were very proud. The festival were very proud that this was a, a dog-friendly festival. I, mm, dogs at festivals? I'm not. I'm, have you asked them? Have you asked them? Have you said to your dog, "Do you want to come to a festival with me?" Because I'm telling you, firstly, they're gonna. They don't know what the fuck you're on about. And secondly, dogs at a festival? Canines. Canines at a festival. Mm. Mm, nah, nah, not for me, not for me, not for me, not for me. Anyway, look, I, this is probably, I've probably talked enough, so just, if I'm going to leave you with one thought, if I'm going to leave you with one thought, it's that, if I'm going to leave you with one thought, it's that I I really, if I'm going to leave you with one thought, it's that I, I really think you should rate and review this podcast. Tell your friends, send smoke signals, no, no, no. I've nicked that from Bridget Fetzi. Just, just leave us a review. For fuck's sake, leave us a review.